advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am. I am. Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sofa King podcast. I'm here with my co-hosts. I'm the main host. I have a co-host. I'm a side host. Yeah. yeah. Bill, Bill Barlamy. He's over there. And we have uh, our distant relation uh, host. <laughs> he handles all of our HR, uh, which is uh, hetero. Uh, Sexuales. Yeah. HS, I guess it is. Heterosexuales. And that's uh, Mr. Uh, Donovan uh, Motano. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Marvin the Martian over there. <laughs> Hello, Fleber. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Seems like we were just here. Like I just did this. Seems like I've been we've here. been saying it. Seems oh. like I've been here for 14 fucking days is what it seems like to me. Oh, wow. Well, you have, what, uh, 28 days. So, yeah, you're halfway there. Yeah. So, yep. well, I commend you, sir. Thank you. I bought chickens. How much top ramen have you eaten? You bought chickens? Yeah, I've converted the kids' playhouse that they don't use into a chicken coop. I've been thinking about doing it for a long time. I was uh, across from the swap meet, and that place they have the parrots, mm-hmm. and they had a whole pin oh, of chicken. Yeah. So, fifteen bucks a piece. I got That's some hen, some hen feed. I've been watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out my dogs are going to stress them out though. That's yeah. the trick. Like wait till yeah, they come up true. missing. Cause there's a predator that's going to jump over the fence and skinwalker. Skin yeah. The predator. No, get- they, they come over like, uh, animals will get them. Uh, the, the owls will run off with them. An owl. A oh, fuck. Yeah. These chickens are owls big, cats. dude. Owls eat cats. Really? Yeah. That real? Yes. Well, yeah. we lock them up at night. I put them in the, was have you seen how nights. big an owl is? Uh, they're huge. They're massive. I mean, they're some owls, scary. yeah. Some, some, uh, the, the owls that swoop down and get the cats. Well, I'm going to make some little shutters for the, there's only three windows. I'm going to make some yeah. shutters for those, but the door latches and they're locked in there. There's not even a little hole for them to walk in. Mm. I made a little ramp for them, but we, I'm, so far I've just <laughs> tossed them in there at night. When are you going to start having sex with them? Uh, I don't think I can fit it. Because you have cloaca. to, well, don't you have to fuck them to get eggs? Like that's how you make the <laughs> if eggs, If you want right? to fertilize them, I just want to eat the eggs. I, uh, yeah. Right. He's like, I need 38 for Dave and the rest are for me. Ah. Yeah. Dro- that's right. <laughs> that's weird. Wouldn't it, day is that wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be weird if like women were like that? Like to have the baby, like to it be alive, you had to fertilize it. But like they just randomly were having babies every day. Well, kind of. That's what their period is. They, they yeah, spit out their much. placental lining. Yeah. yeah. But it, is, I mean, if it was eggs. an actual something, you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, if, it, 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 out, egg. like if it was yeah. something you could eat, like, wouldn't that be fucking, well, I guess you do eat the placenta. Like an amniotic sac. Yeah. 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 And you can, you could cook it up and eat you're, it. This is not making eggs sound great for me. I'm having, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you're talking him out of his chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were supposed to not name them. Hey, hey, Brad. You want, yeah, because they're pets. CJ Laser said, don't name them because you might have to kill them or the dog might get them and you'll be sad. Just don't name them. They make yeah. eggs for you. Yeah. They're going to name. Come on. <laughs> yeah, egg layer. No, they already, they already did. I mean, so far happened. we have Cluck Norris, uh, yeah. obvious. And then I got Feather Locklear. And then the other two, I'm not sure. My family's been fighting over like uh, Gal Galdaf, some Galdafan. What did I say? Galdaf. Galdafin. It's a Doctor Who thing, I think. That sounds like a depression medicine. And then it was either like Willow or That's Echo, and that was Willow's Matt, good. That was Maddox's pick. I'm not sure. Yeah, Willow's what's good. left. So, but I, I like Cluck Norris. That was uh, Norris my was friend Stacy came up with that one. Yeah, I have to give credit where credits due. You're a horrible person. Me <laughs> for naming them. Yes. Why? Because you're naming them and then exploding them. Feather Locklear. Feather Locklear. Feather Locklear. That's what I said. You're a horrible person. No, that's that's brilliant. It was that or Feather Brook after the famous Deep Throat porn star, but I went with Feather Locklear because it was more family friendly. (laughs) Well, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Everyone knows who Feather Brook is. Heather Brook. That's old school. So our, uh, I don't got you on that one. Our uh, hot sack of the week brought to you by El Yucateco, um, king of flavor. Since 1968. Sorry. Nine. Is uh, a man named Brian Goshert. Right. And so I'll let you tell the story since you you received the... This is a, it's an analog submission. Basically some of, some people don't have social media or can't get on social media for whatever reason. And so this will be the first time we picked a hot sack that wasn't a social media participant. Don't get any crazy ideas and start sending a bunch of fucking emails. Cause I can't read them all, but we received an email that someone that this particular individual, um, is on probation. They're on house arrest. So they got a, they got an ankle bracelet and they're only allowed to leave for certain errands mm-hmm. and they only have a certain amount of errands they can run. And they used all their errands for the last three weekends looking for El Yucateco. So they're out of errands and they found none. Apparently in their area, um, they don't have El Yucateco at the Target, at the Walmart, and at like, I don't know, Kroger's or some shit like that. I don't mm-hmm. know where he's at for sure. So we figured, we since he can't leave the house, he learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Least, the least we could do is give the guy mm-hmm. some Teco and try to let him rebound and rejoin society with some hot sauce in his hand. He assaulted a midget. Yeah. I wasn't going to go did. there. I wasn't going to tell he the story. He assaulted a midget. But yes, Little apparently person. that's what happened. He got into a fight with a midget. He got hyped up on that video I posted in the group mm-hmm. by uh, Trailer Park Tammy or whatever her name is. And uh, yeah, he assaulted a midget. Yeah, he was wearing one of those slim suits. Like the suits, the, the yeah. suits. <laughs> <laughs> he was way bigger than yeah. the, mid, than Slim, the midget. He had a Slender Man suit. Yeah, he had a Slender Man belly. suit. Yeah. He was way bigger than the midget. It was really an unfair fight. It was a Paps Blue Ribbon Slender Man yeah. suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He was wearing a belt, which really yeah. didn't make it look... It wasn't flattering because no, the belt showed no. his belly. Had yeah. he gone without the belt... He went belt, muffin top on that Yeah, one. he could have yeah. just gone eggish, you know, just yeah, kind of round. A slender, slender man suit that wasn't very slender man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You say it was a pot belly or a pod belly? It's a pod belly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Pretty much. That's, that's different. Little piggy. It's yeah. better. Yeah. That's right. So every time you poke him in the belly... um, it takes his brain to a website where he can learn everything he needs to know about podcasting. Yeah, he just spits out little uh, facts on how to start it's like a podcast. Like the Pillsbury Doughboy, except instead of laughing, it's pod podcast facts. It's like, <laughs> oink, dynamic mic, oink, <laughs> don't buy a mixer, oink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would get annoying after a while. Well, if you think if you think that would be annoying, then it's simpler to just go to podbelly.com. Righto. For all your podcasting needs, check it out. Right. So we, as always, want to really thank our um, patrons. Um, you make the show uh, more possible. It lets us get uh, fancier equipment and hopefully a chair that um, Brent quits breaking. 
Yeah, this chair is sinking. Brad is leaning forward. The, the, the problem is, is that we could go get chairs. We're just too lazy. Yeah, like we don't think about it. After we leave on Sunday, it's, it's over. So it's the over. question yeah. I have is how come me, like the giant fat ass and breaker of chairs, is the only one with a chair that isn't breaking? <laughs> you might be less picky about the chair. I think you sit still, too. I move around a bit. Uh, I, I, like my I, leg, I bounce. I got to fix my balls I kick a lot. my feet back and my leg hits the hydraulic thing. And I think that's what's happened is I broke that thing somehow. Yeah. But my problem is I fear missing out. I think like I've seen chairs. I've been there, but I'm frugal. And I, yeah. I will be like, oh, I'll buy some $69 whatever fucking chair. And you guys will come back with these fucking badass, like, you know, super hydraulics. They're like low rider chairs and shit. And they can, they can bounce. No, you can get for a hundred bucks. You can like, get a nice you're chair. Like, good for a hundred bucks. hundred, hundred, yeah. hundred, hundred twenty bucks. You spend more. I would just oh, prefer. Now, now you're just going overboard. <laughs> well, you're right. Pre- technically 119. Probably. I would like to follow suit <laughs> on whatever like Dave picks out or, and Brad agrees yeah. with. And I'll just get one of those. Because the OCD some, will drive like, me crazy. If I think match. a tall, you have to have a tall back. Right. Immediately a tall back is more expensive. I want one that's just like tramp stamp height. Oh, like, like, oh, we can get you one of those, like a little yeah. school desk yeah. one. And then I'm going to order on the internet, like a That's tramp like a stamp to go on the chair. back of this chair. We should tramp stamp our chairs. We could. We <laughs> could. On the lower back of the chair. That'd be nice. We could. Uh-uh. Um, speaking of tramp stamps, our patron, Renee Gorder. Oh, yeah. Remember him? Yeah. I don't, is that a guy? Is that a guy sure? or a girl? Um, I, I mean, couldn't you, tell. You when have we a met friend him. named Renee, but that doesn't mean all Renees are. No, that's the. I have a sister named Renee. I have Then it's a weird spelling. Oh, is okay. It? I don't think so. I didn't know there was gender differences in Renee. That's the male. Because you have Renee, like R-E-N-E, you have R-E-N-A-E, and then you have R-E-N-E-A. and typically the male Renee. And I'm also no the fact that Renee sent me a picture of their tramp stamp. You guys saw it. And if like if that was a female, oh, patch, they need to that take little to yeah it. that back patch, that little patch of hair at the lower that that kind of did give it away. Yeah, the, mm. the tramp stamp is a picture of the Lorax, um, <laughs> and they they use the back hair as the trees. I mean, mm. it's creative. It's like the Homer Simpson snatch. It was like that, but <laughs> but everybody mm. can see it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more family friendly. Like kids yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching the, the, the videos of the Simpsons predicting stuff like that stuff's crazy. It is kind of like the God particle and stuff like the, Oh man, there's like so much stuff that they've done. There's some videos for what the Simpsons got wrong too. Well, for sure. But But like, maybe it hasn't come to some of it though. Some of it though is like they, people could have copied it like Lady Gaga and the Super Bowl. They're like, Oh, you were on a, um, episode of the Simpsons, we should mimic that. True. You know what I mean? Like you could do that, but like them coming up with like the God particle, them coming up with like the nine 11 thing, you know what yeah, I mean? Someone like, said like even some of the math for the God particle thing on the chalkboard or whatever the fuck is happening was correct. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I think we formally need to do that as a bonus episode. Yeah. That'd be fun. The Simpsons, <laughs> uh, the Simpsons profits. Yeah. 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 Cause there's a lot of like cool stuff. That's like actually pretty legit. And like how, I mean, when you're doing something like that, like Family Guy or, you know what I mean? Like you could come up with like, you know, a ton of things that could possibly become true, right. you know, but why would you pick certain things and right, then, right. and then them fucking happen yeah. like Donald Trump being president, you know what I mean? And right. then followed by Lisa being president, who's a woman and you know what I mean? And there's women in the running for president right now, you know, and, and that wasn't the case back then, you know? So it's kind of, kind of cool. Pretty interesting. Like it's, it makes you think a little bit. So Matthew Solomon is another Patreon, patron, 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 uh, 
not fuckface peasant is what I like. Not a fuckface peasant, and he likes to. He makes predictions, um, but none Mm. of them come true. No, no, no. He's like, "Hey, you girl, I'm gonna sleep with you," and she's like, "No." Usually, those those are the only prediction he makes. Yeah. Yeah. He calls himself and it's the usually, 99 cent prophet. And the girl is like every once in a while, it's mostly, hey, dude, I'm yeah. going to sleep with you. And they're like, no, bro, I'm yeah. straight. And he's like, God damn it. That's his rapper name anyway. Yeah, yeah. 99 cent prophet. Yeah, 99 yeah, cent prophet. Good name. Yeah, yeah, I like it. But all his albums are 599. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have Linda Ims. You remember her? She, that, that just, mm. Yeah, they call her Lemon M. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Lemon yeah. M. Yeah, Lemon M. Yeah, she raps too. They have they actually uh, her and uh, the ninety nine cent prophet have have an album together. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's all every time anybody with liquor they make like a lemon face. Yeah, <laughs> sour yeah. sour face, bitter beer face. Just, yeah, yeah. And then we have our other uh, patron of the week, um, Robert Machado. That guy knows jujitsu. Hmm. He can't help it. It's in his name. Robert Macchiato. Yeah. They call him they call him um, Robert Macchiato in jiu-jitsu because he rolls while he drinks a uh, macchiato. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. And he never spills it. It's fucking amazing. He that, can make that's pat. A talent. That's a yeah. Talent. Is it a regular macchiato or a caramel macchiato? Uh, you know, he probably switches it up. Yeah. He switches it up. You know, he's a switch hitter. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. What's caramel in there? He's a bitch. Oh, wow. I'm calling it. Yes. You thought about that for a minute. A little huh? bit. I was like, mm, caramel? caramel? No. Yeah, caramel. Yeah. yeah. Caramel Caramel equals bitch. <laughs> is it caramel got- or caramel? People, caramel. people are caramel. Is it, is it cement or cement? Cement. <laughs> cement. Cement. That's right. Sure. That's right. All right. Caribbean, Caribbean, tomato, yeah. tomato, potato, yeah. potato. Potato, so french we, fry. It's all the same. We have a whiskey. We do. Michelle Campbell keeps on giving. She's got so many that we had to line them up. Mm-hmm. So it's strange. If she had a dick, if she had a dick, it would be huge. Yeah, yeah. Massive. Just saying. Massive. It's Trana like a walrus, walrus dick. Rocky Mountain single malt whiskey. Um, and the label says, born in the fire of George Stranahan's old barn, our whiskey has always been handcrafted exclusively with Colorado barley and Rocky Mountain spring water. I like to point out this bottle's engraved. She actually it got engraved. it says Love M. Campbell on it. This one's like Oh nice. Yeah, I mean if if I if we finish this bottle, we'll have to keep it for like, like old that, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to put old mayonnaise in there or something when it's done because that'd this. be gross. Try that. All right. Hands. All right, here we go. Clink. Clink. Ooh. Oh. oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I'm feeling like that might be real expensive or something. She engraved no, the right bottle. So, like, you have like the below. Wow. You have below fifty dollars bottles, and then you have above fifty dollars bottles, and that's an above fifty dollars bottle. Above fifty dollars. Not. It's not an above a hundred dollar bottle, but no. it's above fifty dollars bottle for sure. Or they're idiots and they don't know how to price point their own whiskey. Mm, that's got a lot of flavors too. Wow, that's like super still complex. Hidden. It's all over the place. A lot of like a big caramel wash going on. Yeah, not like a macchiato, but caramel or caramel. Uh, it's caramel and whiskey because it's caramelized right uh sure yeah okay yeah you gave me a stout pour brent i did i heard i had to hear glug 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 a couple times yeah that's try to wash some of your germs away there you go it's very smooth very very good man yeah that's really good good. it's It's about 60 bucks i looked it up yeah yeah Yeah, so i said it's above yeah you call above 50 but not above 100 fuck that's good 
Yeah, well, it's really good, good thing I poured you plenty because I'm going to pour some more right now. You did. You poured. <laughs> you poured me enough for two episodes. Oh wow! And we do have another one from our boat. Uh, Dave spilled his all over his notes on the way yeah, home. I did. <laughs> so we'll do that at a different time next week. Yeah. So and we've already had it. It's very good. You already know this. So, so our topic today is the one and only Eddie Motherfucking Murphy. Mm-hmm. It was fun to do research. It was really like I, I, I even sent a text out. Like I was quote unquote researching for an hour. I had like a very tight research window and about just over an hour into research, I realized I hadn't taken one note or written one thing down. <laughs> I had spent an hour watching clips and stand up and fucking videos and just laughing my ass off and remembering how amazing Eddie Murphy is. He's a, he's a funny motherfucker. Fuck yeah, he is. man. He's yeah. He paved the way for a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He started sure. doing stand up at like fucking fifteen, yeah. dude. Yeah, man. Like real, like in clubs and shit. Yeah, like real stand up. I yeah. saw uh, uh, Marlon Wayans was talking about. I watched a biography on him, and uh, Marlon Wayans was talking about when he first met him. Marlon Wayne stepped off stage and he's like, oh, Eddie Murphy walked up to him at like age 15 or 16 and said, oh, I thought I was the only funny black guy in New York. Um, Apparently there's two. (laughs) I was like, damn, dude, that's fucking ballsy. Like walking up to some grown ass man when you're 15 or 16 because he's just so confident. Right. Um, But he remembered that, though. Yeah. Marlon Wayne said uh, he was like, it was funny because Eddie, he's like, Eddie was like 16. He's making like jokes that are funny to a 16 year old. It was like boogers and fucking like farts and sex jokes and like just like almost childish yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. for the most part yeah, like our podcast but it was still super foul mouth yeah. he was like really fucking foul yeah. mouth and like the club owner came up to him and she was like hey can you do your stuff without the fucking like you know diaper humor like without all the all the cuss words and he's like yeah so i guess uh, marlon wayne said he he came back the next week and did a clean act and the fucking club owner was like yeah i don't chew my cabbage twice and he was just like i'm fucking it just didn't work like he was yeah. standing on stage like ding, and everyone was like nope right eddie murphy can't be clean you know no, no. So he he moved to another club, like a comedy strip or something, and, and then he continued from there. He never went back to that club. That's funny. Can't censor Eddie Murphy. So I um like among the the treasures I I revealed as I was doing my research was, and this is a perhaps a deep cut that many people don't know about, but I began with Boogie in Your Butt. I don't know this. Fantastic. It's a song? It's a song. Okay. On his his uh debut album, I think the the first season he did Saturday Night Live if the time if I have the timing right, he did Saturday Night Live for a season just as an extra, like as a yeah. player. And then the entire cast got fired except for him and Joe Piscopo, and then they brought him back as a regular player. And he released a comedy album in that interim between the seasons. I mean it won a Grammy and fucking all kinds of shit, but it's all just stand up and then there's one song on it called Boogie in Your Butt. <laughs> which is huh. um it's just fantastic you can find it on youtube there's no video video for it but you can find the audio on audio and it's what? it's especially fantastic because it was i don't know 82 83 and he's doing a perfect perfect 1982 1983 rap like it sounds like a curtis blow mm-hmm. like the like his intonations like <laughs> like that kind L-L- of ll cool j yeah pre ll like like way early you know, kind of rap. And it's actually really good. It's like a good, cause he's actually a really good singer. Like even though people yeah. talk about the albums he's released and his songs, he's a good fucking singer, you know? 
No, he does fucking James Brown and Prince and all kinds of fucking Stevie Wonder. Like he did Stevie Wonder standing next to Stevie Wonder. And it was uh, it was like Jimmy Fallon standing next to Bruce Springsteen doing that kind of shit. Where it was like, damn, that is spot on. Super close. Good. And that was like if they if they look like each other, you'd have a hard time picking them out. And that was one thing that I saw. um, I watched a little bit of that documentary that you talked about. And one of the writers who used to write skits for him on Saturday Night Live said that like Piscopo and the other players that he that he worked with would always get like pissed off at him because they would be work they'd be like oh I'm working on a you know a Frank Sinatra impression and I'm going to do a Frank Sinatra I can probably get it down in about 2 or 3 months and they would just be like hey can you do fucking James Brown this Saturday and he's like yep and he would just fucking nail it like yeah he just spit it he would just hear it and spit it back out he's like a fucking parrot he could just do the impression yeah. um i saw on that same biography i was watching chart they were interviewing charlie murphy and he said that um and and eddie murphy's mom who looks like she's 36 yeah. i don't know if she had <laughs> a fucking age 12 and black don't crack but yeah that woman looks young as fuck and that a documentary was 2007 i don't know she looked young but anyways she was telling a story about how the other two brothers would go outside and play basketball and they'd play outside and eddie would just stay inside and watch cartoons and tv all fucking day and charlie murphy he said we thought it was weird we thought it was crazy we would come home and he's like behind the counter like the kitchen counter pretending like he's playing piano with sunglasses on doing stevie wonder impressions and memorizing whole episodes of star trek they were like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> and they're like and then we realized oh like about the time he's high school came around yeah. he did a talent show um and charlie murphy tells a story about the talent show at high school when he's like 15 the curtains open and he goes out and does like uh, al green or some shit yeah he does some fucking impression and that the fucking girls went wild and everyone just exploded with applause and then charlie murphy was like oh fuck like he, my, that's my brother and yeah. he like he blew up too like oh shit like he's fucking yeah. gonna he, they knew it he was gonna like this there's is just what that, he's supposed there's something to about do. that person yeah yeah you just know um other thing and it's like even like his his recent stuff like if you haven't seen his monologue on saturday night live from like a couple of months ago watch it because he's fucking hysterical if i especially have you guys seen the it's like a six minute clip and he, he won the Mark Twain award, um, which is like really fucking rare and, and hard to get. They do it once a year. The only handful of people have gotten it, but he got the Mark Twain award and he did like a six minute bit when he got the award fucking hysterical, like hysterical. Yeah. Especially for so much time off from stand up, like that motherfucker, he said himself, he said he's only bombed twice, maybe, or something. Maybe he said he could count on one hand in the times that he bombed. And he said he didn't have to go through the same struggles and hardships that most stand-up comedians have to go through because he started at 15 and he just kind of fucking lucked out. Like someone said, hey, um, Saturday Night Live is, is having auditions. And he thought to himself like, eh, I don't want to do that. That's like skits. You know, like I do stand-up. And then he thought to himself, well, maybe on the chance that I got it, it would help my stand-up. Right, and then it turns around to be the, the greatest break he could ever get. Oh, for sure! But it's yeah. it's one of two auditions. He considers himself only auditioning for two things ever. One of them being SNL, and the other one was for uh, the Nutty Professor mm. because he wanted to play all the parts, and they were like, "We don't want to pay for it. It's yeah. too much makeup. It's too much shit. It costs mm. too much to do it." So he out of pocket hired the makeup artist that was from Coming to America yeah. to do all those <laughs> fucking characters and set him down at the table. He did a whole scene of what he proposed he wanted to do, and then pitched it to them. 
them in his. He said, "Look, he auditioned go. for his own movie, yeah. using his own money, and then like, okay, that's fucking funny. Let's do this. Wow. Yeah, and they did it. It yeah. wouldn't have been the same if it was like different people. No, but I mean, God. it probably would have been funny. It could have been that funny. barbershop scene from Coming to America, where he plays the old fucking Jewish dude yeah. and Arsenio. They're so good, so good. They, yeah. they, they when they dressed him up as the old Jewish man, he went over and uh, I guess the director introduced him to the producer or something as the old Jewish man, and he was going off talking to him. He's like, okay, yeah, nice, nice." to meet you i'd like looking at the director like what are we doing here why am i meeting this guy right. and then finally he's like tell him who you are and then it was like eddie murphy just broke up with his voice and the guy was like fucking reek 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 right. clean off yeah. his glasses jaw That's dropped funny. like what the fuck because he looks like an old ass white man it's impressive dude but so and and like and he's been doing that from the beginning and then you have like marlon wayans who you already mentioned saying like right. was coming up to him you know, you know, why, why I was 15. Right. Now that guy's doing that type of right. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so it's was it a lands or was it Keen and Ivory Wayans? Oh, you was know what? It was Keen and Ivory Wayans. Martin oh, was the right. younger you're brother. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's Keen and Ivory Wayans. You're right. The oldest one. Yeah. The oldest, yeah, the oldest one. one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but even in that Mark Twain award, I mean, it just goes back to how fucking raw he is because th this was when this was right after Cosby had gotten accused of everything. Right and no one really necessarily believed it. And there was no, you know, nothing had happened in court at all. And half of his Mark Twain award is him fucking over Bill Cosby. Right. Well, he had some fucking beef with him a little bit because after Raw, when Raw came out, uh, there's that we told it on the Richard Pryor episode. Um, he called Bill Cosby, called Eddie Murphy hmm. and tried to kind of like lecture him as a mentor and tell him he can't cuss. You can't do this. You can't yeah. do that. And we so there was some raw. Yeah, there was some weird. Yeah, he does talk about it. He does a whole impression yeah, of Bill delirious. Cosby calling him. Yeah, he well, on the flip side of that, after Delirious, he called him, and then he makes fun of it in the movie Raw because he talks about filth, floor, and filth, and yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, I, I, and and Eddie Murphy also refused to roast Bill Cosby not that long ago either. Like you know, now somebody asked him to roast him, and he didn't want to do it. So well, he fucking did it on that Mark Twain <laughs> Award, and it was a well, yeah. It was a room full of fucking uptight. Half of them probably had Bill Cosby's phone, you know, phone number in their phone. And <laughs> he won him over in 30 seconds. And the entire crowd was just roaring because he was yeah. so fucking funny. Funny's you know? funny. And he, you said that about how his mom doesn't age. But even in that, like, he talked about the fact that he doesn't say black don't crack. He says rich don't crack. Um, <laughs> But rich um, don't crack, dude. It, it was I mean, so cool uh, in that biography, though, to watch like Martin Lawrence, fucking Chris Rock, like all these people just singing praises of Eddie Murphy and how amazing he is. Like Chris Rock made his parents buy him uh, red leather pants and shit, but yeah. he couldn't afford a jacket, so he wore some fucking weird ass red fucking like cardigan thing, trying to be him. Hmm. You know, everyone looking up to him, just saying like everyone just. There's no one fucking more badass than Eddie Murphy. This crazy ass Michael Jackson outfits, wearing gloves on stage. He didn't give a fuck he was like a pimp comic and if yeah. you're like if you're young and you've never like gone back like you might have come into eddie murphy in the in the waning years when things yeah shrek so yeah shrek you know? nutty professor um yeah. but even that even them like, i know a lot of people who love shrek and nutty professor but there's those yeah. chunk of time where the movie you know fucking pluto nash and and just Nor bad norbit yeah you know movie, you like but, norbit but to look back like his stand-up specials, Raw and Delirious, still two of the funniest stand-up specials I've ever seen. Golden Child, Beverly Hills Cop, Coming to America, 48 Hours, Trading Places, um, 
just fuck some of the greatest comedies ever made and he made them yeah yeah you know? and 48 hours is like that's like one of his first movies right i think it yeah, might have been his first movie one. it was his first movie he was 21 and he did 48 hours with nick nolte and it's not a traditional comedy it's like half 80s street gritty and half comedy um and he really had to to and 48 hours was supposed to be gene wilder and uh fucking richard Pryor, like one more of those movies and then they cast oh, nick nolte with oh. eddie murphy yeah yep that would have been a completely different deal. Um, Beverly Hills Cop was supposed to be fucking... Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Uh, that would have been horrible. <laughs> different fucking movie. But he even said, like, once he got the movie, he, like, had to go through and do a massive rewrite for dialogue that he would say, you know? Right. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. there was a bunch of, where's Adrian in there? And he had to take all that shit out. Yeah. So his childhood, he's born in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um 1961 uh he's he lived in uh when he was the youngest he lived in bushwick uh his dad charles was a cop um and apparently was an amateur comedian who would do stand-up and stuff like that as well um his mom was a phone operator and then at that point it was just him and his brother charlie murphy um but then his parents got a divorce and he was super young um when he was eight his father got stabbed to death by his girlfriend. Damn. Oh, I saw wow. he died. I didn't see he was stabbed to death. <laughs> he was stabbed to death by his girlfriend. Um, and uh, crazy when he, ass bitch. Yeah, when he was nine, his mother remarried a guy named Vernon Lynch who worked at an ice cream factory and they moved to a black suburb um, called Roosevelt, Long Island. And apparently there they he had a son already, so they ended up with a half brother. So it was Charlie and Eddie, and then whoever the other Vernon, I think, was a step brother. Yeah, yeah, step brother, step brother. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't a Murphy. He was a and he called Lynch Mister Lynch. I guess he's called him yeah. Mister Lynch. Yeah. yeah. So um, he definitely put his balls on uh, his step brother's drum set too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I heard he was watching cops. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's sweaty. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, his mom said that that whole time all he would do is watch cartoons and then she would get home from work and she said that he would like he he never even spoke in his own voice you would try to talk <laughs> to him about school and he would be bugs bunny for the entire conversation or he'd be bullwinkle or he'd be sylvester the cat and like he would never be eddie he was always some character um that he was trying to mimic from from television um Apparently he was good at like fucking dissing and doing the dozens and shit. Like he was the best in the school. He would like fucking line up and everybody would just fucking trade insults on each other's mother. And for obvious reasons, Eddie Murphy always fucking won. Um, but yeah, so then he did that talent show that uh, Brent was talking about. And he uh, apparently the response was so positive mm-hmm. that it was what made him realize, oh, fuck, I'm going to be a comedian like this. Right. Is- like this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be in show business. Um, because that response. did you hear see what about him? What he wore to high school? Like the in that interview, they talked about like he dressed like he like they were like that, he looks like he's gonna be a businessman or something. Like what the fuck? And he said in the interview that he wore like an ascot with a gold chain over it, tucked into like a suit jacket. And then a couple different people were like, yeah, he carried a fucking attaché like a briefcase. It was just empty. There wasn't shit yeah, in it. He, he just carried, like, carried that shit for the fucking looks, just to be like, he yeah, was I got being, he was just being somebody. Yeah, he was just like, being fucking cool. Yeah. He he literally said he had such an overabundance of confidence. If he didn't go into fucking uh, showbiz, he would have been a pimp for sure because <laughs> he didn't give a fuck 
what he was wearing. He didn't give a fuck if he was wrong. He was just like so overly confident that the, the, the closest thing he could equate it to it was like being a pimp. That's right. funny. Right. So he starts to obsess about comedy and he starts to do side gigs all the time when he's 15. So he he fails out in a grade and has to repeat it. Um, but again, it's not because he's not smart. He like caught up in a couple of months. Um, he just didn't give a fuck about school because his obsession was comedy. So he was spending all of his time, you know, and you have to imagine you're going to be at the club super late, you know, to try to get a spot to try to watch other comedians. So I'm sure school was just, and you live in New York, like, come on. There was another comedian that was like going in the comedy club. Oh, it was Kevin Hart when, when he mm-hmm. was a teenager. Yeah. He was also going to the fucking comedy. Yeah. Yeah. When he was a teenager. Did you see uh, Eddie Murphy went on the gong show? Did you see that? No, I'm sure he did. Like, at a young fucking age. Yeah, so the gong show was like the shit. And I guess like, I think his brother or something was like, yo, he's like, man, I heard you get $25 if you go on the gong <laughs> show, if you win, like 25 bucks. And so he like, he's like, fuck it, I'll try this 25 bucks. So he went on the gong show and won on the gong show, got $25. And because of that, um, a club owner, uh, yeah, he did comedy on the gong show. Um, and uh, a club owner saw it and came and knew that he was like local and approached him and said, I'll give you a dollar a minute for every minute you can stay on stage and keep my fucking crowd happy. And he was like, oh shit, like a dollar a minute. Getting like, paid, yeah. yeah, that's more than $25. I'll get up there and just fucking talk shit for however long. So that's how he first got into a comedy club was because a club owner saw him on the gong show, but he wasn't even barely old enough to fucking go in there, but they paid him a dollar a minute was the offer. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty fucking that's good. Funny. That's 60 well, bucks an hour if you can do it. A lot of places i don't know if it's this way universally but like even here in town for a couple of years when my brother owned his jazz club um there's a local musician um at the time he was like 16 but he was just unbelievable and his name was chris tyner and he led his jazz band and he would come down and he was legally allowed to come into the club do his set pack up and leave is that chris tyner from town i know chris tyner yeah Yeah, that's that. You know, that one weird record that I have my name on the back is credited as audio engineer. Uh-huh. I, yeah, the astral projections or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. <laughs> astral glide. Um, Chris Tyner is who we rec- who we recorded um, and he plays uh, trumpet. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah, skin, that's crazy. That, yeah, I actually helped record flute. his album. That's fun. Jazz, uh, jazz skin flute. Yeah. So they were probably allowed to go into the clubs as long as they weren't like that. You do your set, get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Underage. Or they were, no one gave a fuck and they were lying about their age, one of the two. But I yeah. doubt you can con someone into thinking you're 21 when you're 15. Well, the other cool thing is like he was such a fan of Richard Pryor because like that was the guy at the time, you know, foul yeah. mouth and fucking crazy black comedian, uh, super popular. And when he did the, uh, yeah, on the, why is it going to be he, Because he, because he is, he's, Richard Pryor is black yeah, as he gets. Him and Eddie Murphy are tied with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, they're fucking, they're yeah. blurble. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> um, fucking cup of black coffee. Yeah. Um, but when he uh, auditioned for uh, SNL, he sat down and they gave him the the scene uh, that was called wordplay, where like Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor were fucking yelling shit back and forth, like calling him like white trash honky. Like, and Chevy Chase says the N-word on SNL. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. And he was like, dead honky. Like different, Richard Pryor different yelled back. Time. Different times for sure. I couldn't yeah. believe that skit. But Eddie Murphy was a huge fan of it. He had it memorized. He didn't even need the fucking script. So when he sat down, that's what they gave him. And he was like, fucking home run. I got this shit. And he 
he just like did that shit line for line, spit it out, you know, and they were just like, that's it. This is the guy. And he got yeah. the part because he knew Richard Pryor's part because when he would go do comedy, he would just go up there and be like, do Richard Pryor's whole fucking set and be like, that was a tribute. That was a tribute at the end of the show. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> a you tribute. Yeah. Do that though. It's like they, when they start, they straight up just do someone else's act. Well, I think it's, it's like, anything, like a warm up. Like, yeah, I was going to say if you were a, if you were a vocalist or something, yeah. you want to learn how to sing. Like you're yeah. going to sing a popular person's song. You do covers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in a music world, it's called a cover. Yeah. Um, as long as you admit that it's not your material, yeah. you're learning the rhythm, the timing, right. the cadence. Mm -hmm. um, you're learning how to fucking mm -hmm. do that, how to present that. Um, so I think it's okay uh, as long as you're like, hey, this isn't my joke, and you're doing an impression of someone yeah. doing their comedy routine. I, I would assume writing is the same way. You would look at how things are written, right. and you would take. Characteristics from those. I mean, you might not take the same words, but you would write it the same way, you know, as far as, you know, learning how to write and, and becoming a better writer. Speaking of Dave, I've, I'm, I've announced it, but Dave has been telling me to read this book called a uh, fucking uh, star maker for a fucking mm -hmm. while. Mm -hmm. And I finally been doing it every single mm -hmm. night. That is the craziest, weirdest, like you fucking nailed it. Fuck, dude. Yeah, that that would be some weird shit that I would be into, like super stoner fucking thoughts. Like, I'm, I know that guy wasn't smoking weed, but goddamn, like f ahead of his time, that is the weirdest fucking book. If you're into sci-fi, it's a trip. That shit's from like 1931 or 1937. I can't remember. I've got two books from him. But, 36. Uh, the one I have says 36, but yeah, and it's is it it's Olaf Staple Stapleton? Olaf Stapleton is what it is. Yeah, essay mm, Stapleton. That's yeah, what Dave it, was it, doing. that is the weirdest right. fucking book. Fucking aliens that can taste with their hands and their fucking genitals. It is the huh. trippiest, strangest fucking <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, bitch, your pussy tastes horrible. Yeah. No, that's what it is. They don't have racism, they have tasteism. It's fucking that sounds ridiculous, but yeah, that but fucking book is a trip. It lays out like the physics of a planet. And it's like yeah. life evolved here, and these are giant balloon ocean creatures. And it's just like, yeah. what the fuck did you? It what? sounds ridiculous, but yeah, you have to, if you think outside the box to what conditions may be different and why we are the way they are, I'm just like, that, that could be a thing. That could be a yeah. fucking thing. Tasteism could be a fucking thing. Yeah. Like smellism could be a thing. Well, just like uh, colors are related to uh, objects, you know, patterns. What do you mean? You could see, you can, you can uh, smell and color and stuff, right? Oh, that's a uh, synesthesia. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So. So for sure, yeah. If some other yeah. world, but yeah, if you're into fucking, I right. mean, that, the book's hard to get. You can get it on Kindle, and just know that every time the word "human" is spelled for some fucking reason, there's a G in front of it and an H at the end of it. There's a couple glitches. Newman. Yeah, that Newman. and man. And I yeah. finally figured out. Oh, it's just the word "human." It's not right. some word he made up. Yeah, there's a glitch in the fucking hmm. digital version of the book. I was talking to Brent, Dave. Um, I watched a movie last night, and it had Ethan Hawke mm -hmm. and John Travolta. And it was a Western. Have you heard of this? It's called yeah. in the Valley of in the Valley of Violence. How old? And it don't, it's like 2016, wow. so not that old. And I've never seen it. And I was flipping through. It was like on the, like a movie channel of some sort. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "I know this guy." And I was like, "Oh, that's Ethan Hawke." And I started watching it, and it's pretty crazy. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, it's actually a, uh, it's weird, but it's a good movie. It's almost like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It seems like to me, not as crazy. I don't think, but it, I was really thinking like, man, like this seems like a Quentin Tarantino movie. John Travolta plays a, a marshal in this town. Um, and like I said, it's a Western and he's got a wooden leg. It's a, it's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my final question about the book 
Brent, is has it become clear yet why it's called Star Maker? No, um, I'm way past page 60, but I don't know where I'm at. Like once you realize why it's called Star Maker, that's when the book gets weird. Okay, well, it was, I'll, I'll warn everybody since I just recommended a book that it is difficult fucking reading. Like the first part of it is a fucking word storm. Like I had to fucking Google words like constantly. I was like, thank God I'm doing it on a Kindle because he can hold the fucking word and he'll give you the definition. But it was like, I was like, damn, I'm not going to get this. Is rough, dude. This fucking guy is like, he is like, beyond making recipes of words you're like this guy is way too fucking wordsmith for me and then finally it let up a little bit i was like okay i can read this shit jesus but you're learning words too i'm just nice you know it's not weird yet (laughs) wow that's 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 a claim (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's uh yeah it's not i'm on chapter i'm on chapter seven or something i think i'm I'm getting through it i'm I'm getting through because i want to read uh the the mushroom and the sacred mushroom and the cross or something it's about the origins of religion joe rogan's talked Mm. about it forever so that's my next up as soon as i can plow through the rest of this one Mm. so uh, eddie murphy um ends up uh enrolling at a community college when he gets out of high school because his mom pretty much insists on it and he starts working as a as a shoe salesman and he still keeps doing clubs at night and and does stuff at the comic strip and um, even though he hasn't met Richard Pryor, he keeps billing himself as the disciple of Richard Pryor, and that way it makes it sound like he knows him and he's right. like under him. Yeah. Even though he doesn't and he isn't. It's um, the fake it till you make it. Exactly, dude. Um, so that's our that's our whiskey wall when we had a folding table and mm-hmm. three bottles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a whiskey wall, but it wasn't. <laughs> the whiskey bottles yeah. were on the wall. Yeah, but, yeah. And most, and most even once we got a wall, most of them were empties that we got from the bar across the street. Yep. Yeah, it worked though. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah. Tricked you fuckers. <laughs> and now we got whiskey, and I'm now we have whiskey. It. Now we have whiskey walls, uh, and we have to get another shelf, of some sort. We do. So he finds out that because um, the thing the thing that I read was that he found out that they they were looking for a new. A black cast member for the yeah. 1981 season, and this, so this is going to be the season that like replaces the original primetime players, right? For, for SNL, SNL, you're talking about okay. So you no longer got John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and like that whole crew, Gilda Radner, everybody. Um, they're all gone. So it's our first entirely new cast. And it's big fucking shoes to fill. And it's awful. Like, it was just a horrible season. Like, even if you see the photo of all the comedians, it's like... You don't know who they are. I want to say one of them was a young Gilbert Gottfried. Mm, I didn't didn't see him in the one cast photo, but yeah. And they didn't... I don't remember mentioning I think it was Gallagher. And one of them was like, I recognized (laughs) it from a sitcom or something. And everybody else was just like, who the fuck are those people? Um, and then there was crazy ass fucking Joe Piscopo. Um, but I read that he auditioned six times um, before he finally got the spot. But it was probably, I, I don't think it was like you, he auditioned and failed five times and then finally got it. It was probably an auditioning process that was six auditions long. Right. Well, they said he nailed the, that he nailed the table read with the Richard Pryor one was the one that got it for him. At least I didn't see the other previous auditions. Yeah. My my guess is that it was like you have an audition. Oh, you're decent. Come back next Tuesday. Do this. 
oh, you're decent. Come back next Thursday and do this. Like, I think it was probably a series of auditions getting him to the final audition. Um, but he gets on, on SNL and, uh, the, and I, I, I wanted to look for it, but I didn't have time to watch it. Apparently at one point they, uh, they ran, they ran through everything quick and they had four, like they knew when they came back from commercial, they still had four minutes of dead air to fill and they had nothing left prepared. And they were, they said, Eddie, can you just get out and fuck with the crowd for four minutes? And apparently he did. And that was what made the president of NBC say, fire everybody, but keep this kid. Wow. Yeah. I saw the thing where they had the meeting where they brought him and uh, Piscopo in the office. So we're keeping you too. And he literally had a nonchalant attitude, like, cool, uh, we're taking off. We've got stand-up stuff to do. And they took off. They still didn't really respect it at the point because they didn't realize what a big deal, which is crazy because that was after that's post Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and shit. Like you think you would have like, oh, we made it. Yeah. But but at that point though, like they probably didn't know the effect that it would have right. on their later career. I guess because the others know. hadn't become that Had, yet. They, yeah. they it wasn't Dan Aykroyd and Jim right. Belushi. They, yeah, they were popular. They were good on SNL, but they weren't the Dan Aykroyd all those Jim movies, Belushi yeah, that you Ghostbusters know, you had know, come yeah. out. Blues Brothers yeah. stuff is just and happening he's, right then. He's the 19 egotistical fucking yeah. kid from New York. He doesn't give a fuck. He like, oh, you're the president of NBC. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, like that doesn't have an impact that it should, you know, which is probably a good thing. Because if it yeah, yeah. out, they would have come back weak, you know. Yeah. But they didn't give a fuck and they came back and, and did their thing. So but yeah, he gets on there and I mean, just if you watch if you watch the Richard Pryor era or the Richard Pryor, the Eddie Murphy era of Saturday Night Live, you're pretty much just watching Eddie Murphy. Right. He came up with a ton of skits, so like the the fucking buckwheat thing, the Wook and Penub. God yeah. damn, that shit's funny. Yeah. A lot of it then they showed how much it related to his childhood because they said they they cha- they chased the Mr. Softy ice cream truck and that's where his like ice cream bit comes from. A ton of that and shit. Mr. Softy's is real. Is it? Mm-hmm. That's what they have in New York. Yeah. So, but a lot of that is derived from his childhood stories. The shit he came up with, they did that Richard yeah. Simmons fucking shit. That like he's just such a good actor. Thing is what put him on the map. But yeah. The, like Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Like I used to, when I was a kid, I would watch Saturday night live just waiting for Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Like Mr. I, Robinson. I, yeah. Mr. Rob, I remember I would only watch, I would watch Saturday night live because I was waiting to see what Eddie Murphy was going to come out and do like the yeah. rest. And of I him. remember, I remember you have uh Tyrone green, the yep. literate convict poet. Yep. I remember that guy. Yeah. Uh, fucking Eddie, Kill Eddie Murphy is fucking hilarious. Kill my landlord. Yeah. k-i-l my landlord like just <laughs> k-i-l i mean and like i'm gumby damn it like the pissed off jewish gumby was fucking hysterical <laughs> and i did rewatch the celebrity hot tub with james brown damn that was funny dude He's all the way down to speedo he sticks his toe in the hot water and screams i watched i was laughing out loud <laughs> fucking 20 something years later <laughs> like nothing else that you would have watched from that season would still make you laugh right now but his james brown is so good it's so good dude he could have like he could play james brown and win an oscar like because <laughs> so good. and i, I think mean, the only thing he ever said was like good god and hot tub yeah, like that was the only only lyrics yeah hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> so good so fucking funny um but he starts to do on the show Cosby, Muhammad Ali, uh, Jerry Lewis, Stevie Wonder. There's even clips of him doing the black Jerry Lewis while Jerry Lewis was the guest on the show. 
So he's doing Jerry Lewis to Jerry Lewis. Um, yeah, he does that so good. I had no idea. Like Jerry Lewis talking back and forth, and it's just like it's him. It's him. Like he's doing to such himself. a good white guy yeah, voice. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, but then uh, he starts to blow up outside of SNL, and um, so in '82 um, he releases uh, Eddie Murphy comedian, which is where uh, Boogie in Your Butt is. Um, by the way, the entire song is about things you could put in your butt. <laughs> uh, does he have say. eggs on there uh, he doesn't have eggs it's not really uh, things you can put in your butt because most of the things on the list you could not put in your butt um well but, you're like a normal person's no like a car lot you could put oh, the, wow. some people could put that in their butt yeah, for sure somebody somebody yeah. and i don't even know have you seen have you seen some of the gaping videos out there dave stop stop just <laughs> So I don't even know, like the stuff on SNL that I'm talking about, like watch it right now because it still holds up and it's still funny. I have no idea if Boogie in Your Butt is funny, but when I was a kid, that was the funniest fucking thing there ever was. So it like brings back like fond memories to me. Um, but so at the, the same year, he's 21. He he lands 48 hours. Um, and um, again, that was another one where he had to totally change the dialogue um, to make sure that it fit, you know, a black kid from New York. Um, and it, again, the movie business is so different now. Everything I read kept talking about the fact that it was a huge hit because it made $5 million in its first week. Oh right. yeah. He made, he made them change his name. Did you see that? His name was supposed to be Willie Biggs. And he was like, that's some fake ass black guy, Hollywood name. Like he didn't oh, want it. Really? And he had, yeah, change he said he had some buddy growing up. I can't remember his first name, but it was like Isaac Hammond or something was his buddy's name. And they like showed it on the documentary in a picture. He's like, this dude had some like soulful fucking raspy ass gruff voice. And he was just like, he admired him like, damn, that dude's a fucking pimp. Yeah. So he changed the last name to Hammond and then uh, went with Reggie, which is a little bit of a compromise for a black <laughs> movie guy name. But right. so <laughs> that's why his character's name is Reggie, Reggie Hammond. Hammond 48 hours because he he got them to change the name because he's like that's just bullshit you know he yeah, put his right, own spin right. on it so the next year so he does 48 hours the very next year he does trading places classic to this day um with that's when uh, he's the homeless guy and they fucking pick him up and put him in a house and shit uh, yeah yep. um which comes back in coming to america right the two rich guys that make the bet in that movie are like homeless people oh that's right that's a, the Prince of Zamunda gives a big bag full of cash to yeah, in coming to America. But yeah, so him and Dan Aykroyd. um, And again, that was a a funny, and these, the 48 hours and trading places weren't Eddie Murphy movies in a way, if that makes sense. Like they were movies that Eddie Murphy landed. Like they don't, don't feel like a trademark. Oh, this is an Eddie Murphy movie. It wasn't designed for Eddie Murphy because he wasn't the star yet. But still, he has. A, they said that that first scene it was the best breakout new actor scene like in a movie of all times when he walks into this fucking cowboy bar and fucking like he's just like the only black dude in some honky tonk oh, bar. And yeah, that, that that was named like the best. Um, I guess like not introduction, but the best breakout actor breakout scene. actor yeah. scene to be like that's your first fucking movie. Yeah, and no one knows who the fuck you are. Like for to be your scene to be that good. Yeah, he was commended for that. So after Trading Places, um, that's when things changed. He was 23 years old, and uh, Paramount Picture offers him a $25 million uh, six-movie deal, which was kind of unheard of. Um, And 
at that point they start making Eddie Murphy movies. Like we're right. signing you, we're doing movies because you're the star of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You knocked it out with these two movies. So what can we do? And then the movie, the first movie that's designed around him is Beverly Hills Cop, which um, is perfect. That's a. I mean, all of them are good. He so, said that, but to this day, if he travels overseas, when people fucking see him, they go, "Oh, Axel, Axel!" Like they call him Axel. That's his most notable character. He's most wow. recognized for that. Got a Golden Globe uh, nomination. Um, for a long time, it stood as the number nine all-time box office hits, which says a lot because that shit didn't cost anything to make. Um, but but like I like again when I was when I was. A kid, Beverly Hills Cop, like that was the fucking movie. I remember. Dude, I have that. that. I I still have tons of that memorized. Like, I bet if we watched it right now, I know tons of those lines. The fucking banana and the tailpipe, fucking all that mm-hmm. shit. Vic, Victor Victor Maitland, Herpes Simplex Tan, <laughs> Capricorn, that whole fucking scene in the fucking restaurant, all that. I know all those lines. Right, and then it, you know, it did my heart good. You know, being a kid in Battle Creek, born in Detroit, because Axel Foley's from Detroit. Yeah. So, oh, right. Yeah. And then went to went to Beverly Hills. Right. 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 Fucking um, Balky Bartokamus is in there. Remember that yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then two years later, he does Golden Child. Um, Fuck, so good. That's one of my favorite all time movies. That's probably my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. It's so good. Yeah. That movie is good. That movie. Uh, every time we say the title, it reminds me of um, what's the Kurt Russell movie? Uh, uh, Big Trouble Little China. Big Trouble Little China. Good movie. Kurt Russell's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Then he makes Beverly Hills Cop 2, which got mixed reviews, but was just fucking massive at the box office. I thought it, uh, I thought 2 was good. I thought they're all good. You know, like they're, they were, cla- they, I mean, they were as decent as the first one. I mean, the sequel usually is never as good as the first one on any movie. I remember there liking 2, but I can't think of scenes right now from part 2. And I yeah. don't remember any of part 3, honestly, because there is a 3. Yes, yes. I'm going to watch them all this week. Watch them. Arc, I remember that vaguely with part 3. Yes. Um. But then um, I think the, th- the thing that that uh, what I think a lot of people would say is is their all time favorite movie from him. And it's a close second for me is coming to America. So uh, good. coming to America is great. So fucking good. Him and our you singer. can watch that. Like oh. that movie was funny when it was I was a little younger when it came out. Um, yeah. But I remember watching it a little bit later, like in, when I was in high school and when it, when it was a little old. Um, but I mean, you can still watch that movie now and it's fucking great. It's it's fucking hilarious. Now I think that was the first time someone really played multiple characters like that. I don't know. Is there any other movies prior to coming to America where one actor played a shit ton of the characters? Um, Peter Sellers did some of that and Dr. Strange love, I think, but not to that level. Yeah, so yeah. good with Arsenio and everything. And then he does that fucking uh, sexual chocolate dude on stage and all that fucking crazy shit. Glow. <laughs> the Rick James looking motherfucker. The soul glow on the couch when the family stands yeah. up and there's just like <laughs> fucking three grease spots on the fucking couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. McDowell's. And so they're, they, just, they just wrapped uh, Coming to America 2. They just got done filming it. And apparently to coincide with the release of the film, Nike is making a McDowell's sneaker. Oh, wow. And it's amazing. Like, it looks so dope. Yeah, I got to look it up. It's so dope, dude. (laughs) The Coming to America 2 sneaker. It's like, I don't give a fuck about sneaker releases and chase sneakers and all that shit. But that one, like... 
Is it super 80s? It's going to be fucking 16 grand or something. Oh, Every fucking ra- rapper is going to buy it and we can't get it. Oh, uh, yeah. They're going to be. It's the McDowell's vest, like that that plaid. The plaid. Vest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah these are not something. Somebody will wear these. I guarantee you these shoes are $1,500 to $2,000 a piece, depending on how much, how many they release. Did you bring them up? Yeah, yeah, I brought him up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot about the McDowell's uniform until I saw that shoe, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, right when I saw, I was like, "Oh, and yeah, yeah." yeah. It, make, it makes sense. It makes. They sense. even made yeah. the I don't know the swoosh how the thickness of it makes it look like the golden McDowell's arches somehow. Yeah, on the, it's a great shoe, um, but I don't think it's out yet, and I won't be able to afford it, and I wouldn't buy them anyway. But um, <laughs> it's showing uh, Foot Locker has them for 120 bucks. Oh, Whoa, really? I don't know if they have them in stock. Yeah. The, the thing with the shoes, like if you can get them on release before they're like crazy, oh, they're, oh, they have 10s and 11s. That's it. Yeah. Those are going to be gone. Uh, and then in a couple of years, there'll be a lot of money. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Oh, sick. Um, so it made $128 million us box office god damn and i did a currency converter and maybe this isn't an accurate translation because this doesn't make sense with a box office release but like if you look at 1980 uh, 88 dollars to modern day dollars 128 million dollars is 3.2 billion dollars yeah that can't be right that can't be right dude yeah but even cut that in half you're looking at fucking it Avenger. could be right i mean <laughs> I mean, that's a ridiculous box office. Well, I know on uh, Beverly Hills Cop, it cost $8 million from to make it, and it grossed uh, $200 million. And they were so concerned, like, I guess the executive producer, someone uh, put their name alias in the credits because they weren't sure they wanted to be associated with it. And then it did. Yeah, it did so fucking good. They, They weren't expecting that. Yeah. I think that's where it becomes the, like the actor or, you know, slash comedian or whatever has their, you know, thumb on the pulse of what's going on and what's funny. Like he knows what's funny and everybody else is sitting there like, fuck, I don't know, you know, because they're not in the same, you know, they're not in the same headspace. They're not, they're not the consumer. They're not the one who's going to watch the movie. They're the one who's making it and they have this vision you know, and, and so it's, like it's so rare though. It's so like I understand like having the vision for your stand-up because that's something you control entirely. Yeah. Being 21, 22, 23 years old and having the vision for how these how these scenes need to play out in a movie, yeah. which is so outside of your control. Like, was the cinematography right? Is the timing right? Did it get edited properly? How does the music come in? Yeah. Like can't control any of that stuff but to still have your finger on the pulse well enough to know how to how to nail the scene so it's gonna come out the way you want it to come out like that might yeah. not even it might not have been vision he might he's just so natural that's just yeah. fucking what happened you know what I mean? well and that's what i was gonna say he sat there his whole life mimicking everything you know what right. i mean like he knew playing a character was just a normal thing for him. Well, I saw an interview with the the two cops, the the white cops that play with him uh, in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And there's a scene where they walk into the sergeant's office where they're in trouble for the shooting and, and everything went down in the strip club. And Eddie Murphy walks in to like defend them against the sergeant. And the guy said, he was like, he was so fucking good and so funny. And it was just like, ad lib off the cuff like he would leave the script that he said the skinny guy was pinching his thigh in his pocket so that he wouldn't smile 
smile or laugh so hard that he had a bruise on his leg. And then the other cop, the older guy that's a little heavier, you can see it. And then they showed it in the biography. He's pinching the his nose between his eyes, oh, he's, trying he's, yeah. to like not laugh and smile. But he's like, we're not fooling anyone. You can see he's smiling yeah. and laughing, looking down at the ground so that they don't fuck up the scene because yeah. Eddie was just so brilliant. But you're like, focused on Eddie. Fucking take. Yeah, yeah you're focused it. on him. So you don't really see that. I'm just trying you know? to just yeah. don't listen. Don't listen. Don't listen. Just yeah, because if he would have laughed, it would have ruined and take yeah, it over. Yeah, and take. Yeah. So at this point, he starts to release music. Like in 1985, he releases the album "How Could It Be," which has the all-time 80s classic "Party All the Time" on it. Um, I think it's hard to take a comic seriously. You know what I mean? No, With something like that. Well, it's just never- like a wrestler trying to do a, a rap album, right. right? You know what I mean? Uh, or you know, you have Macho Man or Andy Savage. You have John Cena, who's actually not horrible. It's not the Macho Man shit, but it's still it's hard but to take imagine if serious. Jim Carrey tried to come out with a fucking serious record where he was like, "This is heartfelt yeah, lyrics. It's, this is it's, real. It's a yeah, love song. It's rough. You can't you know? do it." Somebody like Jamie Foxx, though. That's Jamie, a different. You know, different you know why that worked? Enough time passed from the fucking Living Color period till now that a whole new generation didn't know what a Living Color was because we would see like Fire Marshal Bill of Jim Carrey try to do it. We would say, uh, L- L- what's an Ace L- Ventura, Lawanda or whatever. Yeah. When he's like, oh, Lawanda, yeah, Lawanda, fucking Jamie Foxx no, tried uh, to do it. No, sh- uh, it was a Shani- No, was Shaniqua? Shaniqua? Maybe it was Shaniqua? Shaniqua. No, that's a that's fucking, Martin. That's a backyard again. That's Shaniqua. I don't think it was a matter of time passing for Jamie Foxx. I think it was solely he's the good. Ray, I think it was the Ray Charles movie. Yeah, I think true. The Ray Charles yeah. movie suddenly made him a singer, and then he gets on the Kanye track, doing a Ray Charles loop, and then it's yeah. like, I well, did Ray I Charles. Saw- I'm on a Kanye track. I'm gonna fucking drop some albums, and then everybody fucking listens to him. I think though, I saw I saw Jimmy Fox on uh, Jimmy Fallon. I think it was because they do that musical karaoke thing, and they talk a little bit because he just fucking kills it. Yeah, and they're like talking about his album release, and he's like, he even says it was a generational gap thing. Like enough time had to pass for him to try something new like that yeah. because everyone just saw him as that fucking cross-eyed, it's, goofy ass yeah. bikini wearing. You know, that, it's the I same thing as like you know you have Bo Jackson, you have uh, uh, Michael Jordan who tried to crossover to baseball right you know what i mean you have you have professional athletes who switch sports and obviously michael michael uh michael jordan michael jackson michael jordan isn't going to be as good at baseball as he is at basketball right so you look at you're comparing the two right. he still played major league which is a lot more than fucking a lot of other people can right. do so he wasn't terrible but you can you're comparing that to his fucking right. career in basketball cool. or yeah. Bo Jackson the same thing you know his career in football who you know he was amazing and then which he was a better baseball player than Jordan but you know you're you're comparing those two aspects so it'd be the same thing with comedians or anything else I think that's a good point I think you know Eddie Murphy is 100 out of 100 at comedy and like an yeah. 83 out of 100 at singing yeah right so yeah. the the gap I mean, still, I mean, party all the time, like debut, like went up to the billboard charts in number two, like it wasn't like it didn't sell. And the video wasn't on. I rewatched the video. It's horrible fucking video. Rick James <laughs> at booth high on Coke, fucking <laughs> all these jaunty black people snapping their fingers and high-fiving Eddie Murphy. Cause he's singing. 
um, it's really, it's really awful, but it's one of my, well, and I think, I think somebody like Disney, uh, with the, with the Disney kids, you have, you know, Selena Gomez, you have Britney Spears, you know, you have these, these people that they're coming out with now who are actors. So they started as actors, not comedians, which actors you can take a little more seriously, I guess, right. because of their, depending on their roles. And then, you know, as their kids, they have them singing also. So they're setting up that base for, sure. you know, them coming out with a fucking album you know, well, it's uh, a weird thing for comedians as a whole or comedy actors, like, because you don't get like, they were talking about in the bio, like you don't get Oscar nominees, yeah. like, unless you step out of your genre and go for something else. But he's yeah. like the truth of it. Like he did uh, that movie dream girls. Yeah. And there's like a scene where he's going to shoot up heroin and it's Christmas. And like, he literally has like a fucking 20 second spot where he doesn't say shit. It's just the look on his face and his demeanor. And they're like, Oh man, like that was it. That's like your Oscar moment. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like nutty professor. I had to fucking play like right. yeah. all, these it was parts, way harder, way yeah. fucking harder yeah. to do this shit than it was. Th what is that about? The but part, the emotional, anything is my defining moment. But the emotional connection that right. he had without words, you know. But what they mean? showed with a the scene in the audience the, of know. the Nutty Professor when he's the fat dude. What's his yeah. name? Uh, when, uh, the doctor. Yeah, uh, when yeah. he is the Nutty Professor, yeah. right? the fat guy. He, is, think, yeah. he has a name though, but um, he's in the audience, sad or something, and like he's in this fucking fat suit, you know, and just the look on his eyes and the faces that he makes, they're like, "Fuck, you're you're sad. You want to cry yeah. at that part." But it's a comedy, so yeah. like you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the Oscar for that right. shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I think people who cross over into music, I don't know that the formula would work if it wasn't for what Eddie Murphy did. Right. Like, I think he set up the fact, look, we could switch from comedy to music. We can do, you know, multiple genres and do it. But like I said, I think the gap was and like, like Brad said, I think the gap was too high. I think for Jamie Foxx, he's like a, a 90 comedian and a 90 singer. So it's like he's as good. He as might almost be. He might almost be a better singer. Yeah, I think he is. A you know what I mean? He's a good actor. I really like Jamie Foxx. You know, in acting, like Django's one of my favorite movies. I think he's a better uh, actor and a better singer than he is a comedian. Yeah, for sure. Like, but there's but, there's been tons. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland, fucking uh, Kevin Bacon, Keanu Reeves, like all those mother, uh, all those guys have had bands. You know what I mean? But like, you know, yeah, yeah, David Koresh. Like none of them, you yeah. They, uh, <laughs> none, none of them like fucking hit number two on the Billboard charts. Right? No, Jamie Foxx no, yeah. and uh, Eddie Murphy did, but everybody else is just like it's a place I can tour and I can I like music and and whatever. Yeah. So then he hit what I call the the age of meh, where he did a bunch of movies that just you know weren't very good. Um, well, because he got in some trouble for like trying to pick up transvestites and some weird shit, and you know. There was yeah, weird times, like, dark times before he starts to hit the hard, the hard times come first. Like one thing is he, he starts to overextend the franchises. So he makes another 48 hours, which isn't as good. Beverly Hills cop three, which isn't as good vampire in Brooklyn. Come on. Um, <laughs> he that movie it, was great. It's like, it's, it's like the, the fall from, from the fucking highest heights of his movies to like what they suddenly become for a chunk of years is just like, ugh, like what happened? Eddie? Yeah, you like, gotta, I, I mean, I still don't have an answer, you know? Well, I, I, you know, I mean, you could, you could say that, you know, trying to come up with just funny after funny is fucking hard. You know what I mean? But it's hit and miss, you know? You turn to the studio and be like, because he didn't write all these movies, he didn't produce them. Yeah. It's like, seems like the studio is like, look, we got fucking Eddie Murphy. Let's get our best screenwriters to put a fucking funny ass script together. Yeah. 
And maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe it's cocaine. You know what maybe, I mean? Like maybe it's, you know what I mean? Like he's just like, fuck it. Maybe he's lost the, the give a fuck. You know what I mean? Bef you know, he didn't have to make a name anymore. Yeah, that's true. He's so probably he could just go out. He's not hey, I'm going to get paid so many millions of dollars to do this fucking stupid movie. Fuck right. it. Not realizing the repercussions that it's right. going to have. Right. You know, on on the long term, you know, career, you know, Nicholas Cage effect, where all yeah, your fucking, yeah, yeah. all your same movies shit. are just some fucking four star fucking weird same ass movies shit, now. yeah. Like, and Nicholas Cage has some great movies, and then he also has the fucking Wicker whatever Man. the one <laughs> Wicker Man, yeah. Oh god, yeah. So, and so you know, so in May of ninety seven, um, he uh picks, he gets arrested, he gets pulled over by the L.A. police with a transsexual prostitute in his car at quarter to five in the morning. Um, I feel like was, this could have been any one of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like not just Eddie Murphy. That's happened to the best of yeah. us. <laughs> um, he ends up, uh, they, they pull him over. I don't even know why they pulled him over. Probably a black guy in a nice car in a nice. He probably had a banana in his tailpipe. Yeah. 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 So they I pull him over and phone. they look and they realize that this is a known transsexual prostitute from this area um she's got a warrant out for her so even though they let eddie murphy go they arrested her um on the scene her name her name was strawberry shortcake or some yeah. shit what was it her name was addison saluli oh uh, wow aka shalimar shalimar so um his he said in an interview I was trying to be a good Samaritan and this is what happens. I saw this Hawaiian looking woman and said, what are you doing out here? She said, I'm working. I said, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, like basically trying to get her to not hook and bada bing. I'm never giving anyone a lift again. What people don't know is for years and years at night, I might get in my car and I would drive all over Manhattan. I'd give derelicts money. I'd stop and talk to homeless people. I'd go to corners where there are prostitutes and give them five thousand and ten thousand dollars to go home and get off the street. When I'm when I'm doing something charitable, I'm not doing it for publicity. It's out of the goodness of my heart. And maybe that's true. You know what I mean? Be. That could be. It might be. So, um, but then, I mean, you feel like you're Eddie Murphy. He doesn't need to go get some uh, prostitute yeah. one. I know. Secondly, a fucking like a transvestite. But it's prostitute. exhilarating. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she comes out and says that he pulled up and gave her $200 and said, can I see you in lingerie? Um, and then it turned into a lawsuit fest of them suing each other and everybody else suing everybody. And um, but so, yeah, that that was kind of a, a black mark on his career, um, which surprisingly he was. He, the maneuver he made to rebound from picking up a transvestite prostitute was starring in an animated Disney movie. Yeah. How does that even happen? How do you land that fucking role? Like his PR people must've been fucking amazing because he goes from picked up a transvestite hooker to playing Mushu in Mulan um, the next year. Although maybe the other thing, it's not it's not a visual movie. Yeah, it's like, voice. It's voice. The other so. thing is, though, the, the post-production on the animated movies was so long, there's a really good chance he had already done all his work and it was in the can when he picked up the prostitute. And Disney Maybe. was like, well, we got to fucking release it. Like, And yeah. then it saved him. Like, it might, you know, that well, might have the case. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like they were looking at it like, you know, it really could have been any of us, you know, that that, that happened to. So we, we forgive him. Right. You know, it happens to us all. 
So then I mean, how many times? How many times have you been caught with the with the with the tranny prostitute, Dave? Uh, no. I mean, we can't we can't count them. I mean, it's just it's I just haven't been caught yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So, I don't, well, yeah, me and Brenda don't get pulled over because we're white. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, why. that's a big part. That's a big part. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so he plays Donkey and Shrek in 2001 and then all the Shrek movies. Um, and then that kind of keeps keeps him on the on the map. Um, he does Dream Girls, where he got uh, Golden Globes and an Academy Award nomination, but he didn't get uh, either one of them. And then uh, that was in 2006. And then more recently, he did uh, Dolomite Is My Name, which is a fucking great movie, um, which you can stream. I still have not watched that. I wrote that he's on my hand a, a couple times. Yeah, yeah he's making a comeback. It. Yeah, you better write it down. And he's been, um, he's been hitting clubs. He's been, like, polishing an act in, in nightclubs uh, to come back and do stand-up. They think he's probably going to do a stand-up movie. I doubt he'll do a tour because he's got 10 kids and doesn't fucking need it. Um, but he'll probably... A special He'll probably do a special you know i Never don't think know he might need the money i don't think it'll be a special because his ego's too big and he's too fucking confident because a special just implies you're gonna do something on netflix i think he's gonna fucking like do a big theatrical comedy release what do you mean that, that's like, like it at the movie theater not just release it on netflix oh i see what you're saying that that is big i don't know it depends on how much money netflix is gonna pay you that's true you know what I mean? Like Netflix is hitting and the mark Netflix with also smart because when they like Netflix did the Irishman to yeah. stream, but then you also have to release it at movie theaters or it can't be up for an Academy Award. Oh, so yeah. is smart enough to say this one is could win an Academy Award. So release this one at movie theaters and stream yeah. simultaneously because then it can win awards. Yeah. So, and also that big box office punch, Netflix is going to make the money too if they were producing it. So if it made, you know, a couple hundred million dollars at the box office and then everybody is still streaming it anyway, fuck yeah, you know. But yeah. Netflix that's is true because how do you monetize something that's a Netflix only release, right? It's not. It's just never, still a membership. And they never discuss it. Like even the right. actors who star in the movies or star in like Netflix TV shows that are huge People are like, how many people watch your show? And they're like, I don't have a clue. Right. Netflix doesn't tell that to anyone, including the actors, the directors, the producers. It's just like, you're doing really well. We'd like you to do another season. This is how much we'll pay you for it. That's crazy. Because they don't want anyone else's metrics to to influence what they're doing. So maybe it will be Netflix. I mean, they did Dolomite is my name. So he's already got an in there. But, is there yeah, public, yeah. public stats for Netflix membership? I wonder. That's fucking crazy. How many people like are, uh, are Netflix they're, they're really members? Would have to be. Uh, because you could do I mean, some they might math, release like, that. You say, you know, that, but they don't, ever, they don't ever say how many people watched a particular. What's watching? Yeah. Who's watching what? Because right. there's not ads like they're it's just membership based. Right. So they ha- that's they have to do that. But maybe uh, third parties pay to get their stuff on Netflix. But still, why? That's a weird uh that's a weird structure for monetization. 167.1 million subscribers. Damn. A lot of people. At anywhere from eight bucks to 15 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. Globally or is that in the US? Um, that was January 1st, 2020. I think that's just, that's just, uh, that's just their subscribers. There's a hundred million outside of the US. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's just, uh, 167 million subscribers worldwide with more than 100 million outside of the U.S. Hmm. 
So there's only 67 million roughly in the U.S. That's that seems low. That does seem low. Yeah, because like, I'm trying to do the math of like how much you have to pay a place know, like Stranger Things or something to have that exclusively. You know what I mean? Yeah. All those actors, all that production, making that show. Like one show feels like it would bankrupt you, and they got fucking tons of exclusive shows. Well, you think 167 million subscribers at $5 a month. I mean, it's more than that, but I mean, fuck, that's a lot of it money. It is per month, though, but still. Yeah, that's a lot of exclusive money. Exclusive shows, like the production cost of that stuff. I, yeah, I don't know. There's something we, I we mean, are, we yeah, don't know. you would make, I mean, if something, a movie costs, how much does a movie cost? 30 million or 8 million or 10 million or something, you Some know? Some of like, them, it depends on the fucking yeah. movie. Some of them, it's way more than but that. But I mean, like a comedy, yeah. like the do-over with Adam Sandler, how much does that fucking movie cost? still like you know? 30 million or something. Probably, yeah, yeah, but you would get that back. Oh, for fucking, sure. Like now, you know? Yeah. So that's crazy. I don't know. So he's got tons of kids. He got married, um, had five kids with his wife, then um, started screwing around with her on uh, w- with one of the Spice Girls. And he and the Spice Girls. Scary Spice? Um, Melanie Brown. Mm, that's Scary Spice. One? Yep. That's the one on America's Got Talent. <laughs> I don't know. She's, um, she's British. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Scary all Spice. British. So she uh, gives birth no, to a daughter. No, she's British. I don't think white people are really British, just black people. That's only British people I think of mm. when I think of British people, you black people. Yeah. Yeah. Snatch, you know. Yeah. So Tyrone. Um, she gives birth to a daughter. She says it's Eddie Murphy's baby. Eddie Murphy is like, that's not my fucking baby. And then they did a DNA test and it was Eddie Murphy's baby. Uh, <laughs> you could tell by the laugh though like you could just scare the baby and it would giggle you know it's a trip he doesn't laugh like that anymore like he's like he talked about his laugh and how he knew that he could get laughs just for that laugh so he started to like he like was worried like he started fake laughing sometimes um and now he doesn't laugh like that anymore. Like in the interview in the bio, he has a normal laugh. It's really it. fucking weird. It's tired of it. It creeps in on the stage because he was laughing like that on Saturday Night Live and at the Kennedy Center talk. But I think he he said in the in the biography that sometimes he does it because he knows the laugh will get a laugh. Right. Yeah. The other yeah. funny thing is he said after Raw came out, like when he would go to other countries that don't speak English good, that they would be, try to relate to him. And the only thing they had was like, oh, Raw, because it was so popular. And they would be like, oh, Eddie Murphy fuck you like because that's all they could think <laughs> so they would just say eddie murphy fuck you that's awesome yeah so his latest uh girlfriend fiance is Paige butcher who's like surprisingly hot um i don't know why it's eddie murphy but i was just like damn she's hot like every picture this is eddie murphy and like this blonde supermodel and they have two mm. kids together which gets them up to 10 and then his brother, of course, was Charlie Murphy from uh, the Chappelle Show. Um, he died uh, a couple years ago from leukemia. But um, who did? Who died? Charlie Murphy. Oh, Charlie Murphy cut out a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the the I think there were only the two on the Chappelle Show. But like the the true stories that Charlie Murphy came out the the I'm Rick James bitch and the Prince making pancakes for everybody and shooting hoops like those were true stories that he because charlie murphy would just hang out in eddie's posse and he was just telling about the times rick james would come and fuck with eddie murphy and he was talking about the time they went over to prince's house and played basketball and ate pancakes and it was like these were just regular fucking stories of the shit that they got into in the 80s 
when Eddie Murphy was at the peak of being Eddie Murphy, but those were supposedly both uh, real. He, real he actually said uh, in an interview, uh, they asked him if he could trade places with anyone um, in history. He said, no one. I like my lifestyle. I don't envy anyone, but I wouldn't mind being Prince for 24 hours. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Yeah. So that was his one person. He said he wouldn't mind being Prince for 24 hours. And I guess he was a huge Elvis fan, which is fucking weird. Yeah, like, and then I didn't realize on some of his comedy, he does some like Elvis impressions and talks about Elvis a lot. Um, well, he he dressed all up. crazy. I mean, he like kind of grew up in that. Yeah. Like Elvis was huge. Yeah. He admittedly yeah, I mean, says he was sort of invoking his Elvis fucking spirit on some of his shit when he's getting off the bus with his ridiculous fucking jumpsuits I, and shit. I, yeah. He wore. Yeah. So, and then he won a bunch of Razzies, um, which are the, they happened the day before the Academy Awards and it's for like the worst movies, the worst actor. Oh, like, wow. Kind of stuff. And st I think Holly Berry might've been the first person to actually show up because it was just, they would do it every year. And then I think she won it for Catwoman and she actually showed up at the ceremony to accept it and gave an acceptance speech. And like from that point on, sometimes people who won the Razzie would actually show up and he won three Razzies, one for Harlem Knights, which I don't get. I didn't think Harlem Knights was bad enough to get a Razzie, but that's just me. Um, he won one for Norbit and he won one for Meet Dave. He was announced as the worst actor of the decade award in 2010. <laughs> um, but then he got, um, I think the first time in Razzie history, he was getting the, I forget what they called it, something like the Razzie Reversal Award or something. And at this year's Razzies, he was actually going to show up and they were going to retract their Razzies because his recent movies and work has been yeah. so good that he deserved it. And That's what I was going to say. His, his, you know, like he got the Razzie, but then now come back like 10 years later or whatever, come back with Dolomite. Yeah, exactly. You know, but fucking... Uh, but they had to cancel all the ceremonies for the year. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing the Razzies. So we won't get to see what his amazing fucking speech would have been for getting the Razzie reversal award. But, um, so yeah, it feels like he's getting hungry again. It feels like he's got that fire to do some shit. Yeah. Um, well, he's got, he's got 10 kids to pay child support to. Kids to feed, but God, I damn, plenty of fucking money. Um, yeah. I was reading I, an article too about the, the Mel B and his kid. Uh, I guess he doesn't want anything to do with her. Like, and I, and I don't know, I don't know if you could put up with Mel B. So right. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's one thing just watching her and knowing, but yeah, having 10 kids, man, that's, that's a, and then, and you know, how much do the, does their mom get in child support from somebody like that? You know, right. Fucking a lot of money. One of the jokes that he makes on that, uh, Kennedy center award for the, for the Mark Twain prize is when he's dissing on Bill Cosby. He said, if 30 years ago, you would have told me if you were talking about me and Bill Cosby, that one of us would be going to jail for sexual assault. And the other one would be not really working that much because they're taking care of 10 kids. I never would have taken that bet in a million years. Like, right. <laughs> you know, Cosby, he, th he would be the one for sexual assault. He thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's Eddie Murphy. I mean, just if, like I said, if you've never seen his stuff or if you've only seen that sort of meh era stuff, go watch fucking Golden Child. Go watch uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, go Coming watch to America. That's the classic, you know. Fantastic. I didn't, and honestly, like, I didn't know he played all those parts. Yeah, I, I watched Coming to America just thinking, like, 
the you barber know, I, shop. I probably just go never, look on YouTube for the no, barbershop. No, I know, yeah. I know. I, I mean, I've seen it. I, you know, let your soul glow. I still say that shit to this day, you know, like, but, but I never knew he played all those parts. Uh, but then it all comes together and you're like, oh, he's been doing the fucking nutty professor thing right. for fucking since he started, you know? Right. So. And those blew up too. I mean, there were what, three nutty professor movies? Yeah, yeah, they're really. I mean, they're funny, you know. Yeah. They're they're they are what they are. And didn't he do Doctor Doolittle? Yep, yep, Doctor Doolittle. Yep. So, so yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. I mean, they're not. I mean, again, they are what they are. They're intended to be family comedies, you know, for a yeah. audience. And I mean, again, Tyler Perry and all that Medea mm-hmm. shit that wouldn't mm-hmm. exist if it wasn't for Eddie Murphy. Like that yeah. whole. I'm going to play these other characters in full makeup. Like what, like that's pure Eddie Murphy. And meanwhile, Tyler Perry has his own fucking movie studio and is a multi-billionaire and shit. But again, Eddie Murphy set that course, you know, made that yeah. multi-billionaire. Oh, he's yeah. He's yeah. Damn. Yeah. He owns a movie studio. Like he built a movie studio to make movies for black people. Wow. Like, and he's the producer He's the executive producer, the writer, the director, and the star of every one of his fucking movies and his TV shows. Like, that's he's impressive. Making- I, don't, I don't know much about him. Yeah, I don't. I'm not crazy about his movies. I don't think I'm the right tier to to fully appreciate Medea movies, but they're fucking financially successful. Have you seen Have you seen Bowfinger? I was just looking through his movies right now. I like Bowfinger. I don't know that I've seen it. They said that Bowfinger was actually should have been nominated for an Oscar because he plays those two crazy uh, parts, those two roles. But the person, like someone big in the movie industry had held that opinion, but didn't speak publicly about it. So it just kind of blew past. But I, I've, I've never seen it. He, I mean, his, like the main character he plays in Bowfinger is just like, or the nerdy one is just unbelievable. Like it's not an Eddie Murphy at all. I saw a clip where (laughs) Steve Martin's like, would you be willing to cut your hair? It's like an audition. And he's like, uh, yeah, but, um, it's usually better when someone else does it. I I, I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, And also I only saw it once, like at the movie theater, but it was him and Steve Martin. And it was, I, I remember it. I remember thinking it was actually a really good movie, you know? Yeah, weird. The Haunted Mansion too. Weird comedy. It's a weird comedy. It's not like a typical Eddie Murphy movie. It's a it's a strange pacing, weird thing, but it's a good movie. Yeah, uh, the Haunted Mansion was good too. Oh yeah, and he had to make money on all those fucking Disney movies. Those things are just slam dunks every single time. And Norbit, I have to say, Norbit was horrible, but it was funny at the same time. There was funny shit in it. I don't remember it well enough, but I re- I remember everything. I just remember the car scene where, where she tells him don't move the seat or whatever, but she's so big and he's so little right. and the fu- he has to move the seat up in the car and she goes to get in, which is him too. Right. And you know, and it's fucking, she's pissed off. Like, yeah. All right. That's Eddie Murphy. That's it. What All about right. meet Dave? That's a movie. Meet Dave. Yeah. I don't know. The adventures of Pluto Nash. Yeah. <laughs> Even he talks shit about that one. Yeah. He said he doesn't wish that anything was erased from his, from everyone's memory. He wouldn't take it away. He said, you have to have some of the movies like Pluto Nash to know where the measure is and which direction to go and what not oh, to for do sure, yeah. and what to do. Yeah. So he chopped it up. I mean, to, you never you know, go for experience. retard. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. what's well, funny in, in Pluto Nash, uh, he actually says like he's, he's arguing with his, uh, 
with his agent saying like, I'm never going to get a, I'm a comedy actor. I'm never going to get a, an Oscar. He's like, I have to be like, I got to play retard. Or I got to play this or that. And, and so he actually quotes that, that yeah. he, needs a, he needs a role where he's retarded. Yeah. Right. All right. So um, social media winner for episode 464, uh, the Zamora UFO incident is Chicken Little on Twitter. That's impressive. They got Chicken Little on Twitter. Yeah. Like, You're early it's not, must fucking be early on Twitter, man. Uh, my my buddy Chris Farrell was talking about Twitter the other day. He was so early that you had to text, like you'd send a text message to like at Twitter, fucking forward oh, slash name yeah. and shit, yeah. hashtag whatever. That's why I never got into Twitter in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, he said it was, it was so difficult, and then you'd have to go look on Twitter and be like, okay, my shit showed up because I texted to it, and it was really like at Twitter hashtag eating dinner at Taco Bell. It was just like, where are you right now? It was like a check-in in real yeah. time to say where you are and what you're Garbage. doing. So that, that's fucking early right there. Chicken Little, congratulations on getting that name. You could probably sell that to somebody. Yeah. Um, so you're going to win a, a t-shirt uh, for sharing on Twitter. Thank you for doing that. Frankie Pigeons is going to hit you up. If you're not following Frankie Pigeons um, across all social media, except for Twitter, I think it's like the Frankie Pigeons or something. Um, and I know there is one. I need to verify so everyone's feels comfortable. Dave sent me one. I know there's one on um, uh, Reddit now. And so we need to verify and I'll get those posted as to what the official accounts are so that you know, like if someone's asking you for your address, mm -hmm. it is officially the correspondence pigeon from Sofa mm -hmm. King. Um, I'll, I'll find those out and I'll get those posted. I'll put it in the group and on our page and stuff so everyone knows. Uh, but thanks for sharing on social media to uh, Chicken Little on Twitter. Um, when they contact you, give out your information. We'll get that mailed out to you. Um, also, we're part of the Podbelly Network. Go to podbelly.com um, to learn how to podcast, to listen to podcasts. There's a ton of great podcasts on there. Um, go check out Art and Jacob Do America. Um, that's a podcast kind of not unlike ours. Same kind of thing, same kind of feel. Um, except they cover some sports and politics stuff that we wouldn't do, you know, things like that. But a very similar type of format. Um, also, check out Ectoplasm Podcast. Dave's actually been on there. What was mm. your, you know what episode you were? Well, it's just, is it, are you the title? I think I'm the title. Yeah. Yeah. So go check that out. If you, uh, if that's a good foot in your door, if you haven't checked out the podcast and you're apprehensive, um, Dave was on an episode. So you yeah, could I think start it was with Dave Moten communion. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Owl the, face. The title was called. Yeah. Um, so that'd be a good way to go check out another podcast and, uh, learn to like him because Dave's on there and you already know Dave. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're going to a new restaurant with your buddy. It won't feel weird. I might be the only one with that problem probably, but I do need to take a buddy when I go. So uh, check out podbelly.com. There's also a bunch of merch over there. There's phone cases and hoodies and sweatshirts and beanies and hats. It's cute stuff. If you like pigs, you like pink, um, there's a bunch of stuff over there you probably like. Go check it out. Um, thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. Um, as of right now, I mean, I haven't heard different. We're supposed to be having a meetup in Colorado um, on May 30th um, yeah. at Grand Junction. So we're going to act as if and keep moving towards that. Um, I think we'll find out once we once we get into April, we'll kind of know a little see more what what's going is, on. Yeah. yeah, see what the climate is and then we'll make a decision. So, But there is an event for that um, on our page. So go check that out if, you, if you're around that area or would like to go. Um, let us know that you're going so we can keep a head count. Um, so that we, we know what to tell, uh, the sushi, no coast yeah. sushi is going to help us out on that. So check that out. Um, also if you haven't tried El Yucateco, um, go check it out. It's at most major grocery stores, you know, Walmarts, Targets, uh, little Mexican grocers. Um, a lot of people have really stepped up and been posting a ton of stuff. I've been trying to share it in our story on Sofa King on Instagram, um, as often as possible. I did a couple on, uh, Facebook stories as well. Uh, try to give you guys some love for your accounts. So if you share that stuff, make sure you tag us, tag El Yucateco, um, to let them know that, uh, we sent you there. I like it when I see it. it's funny, like uh, El Yucateco post stuff. And then you go on there and it's like, you know, they got 20 posts and like seven of them 
are people that are like Sofa King podcast, Sofa King podcast. That's yeah. awesome. It's huge for us too because it shows like a percentage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like twenty five to fifty percent of their comments are from our crew. Yeah, which is huge. That, that's yeah. that's super meaningful to them for us to show that obviously most of their engagements coming from this little podcast yeah, in California and and, and uh, engagement. You know, a lot of people uh, who listen to our show have won things from them too. Yeah, like they have do. been some of the winners. Yeah, they do. Yeah, have been some of the winners. They won some cool stuff. So. And it's just, um, you know, a lot of people don't engage. They don't take the extra step. And, yeah. and our, our fan base and our family of the skull is yeah. much more engaged and, and it, you have a, a higher likelihood of winning on something like that. So, but for them, that's a huge company. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're a multinational company. They ship all over the world. And for our little podcast to be able to be the one that's an impact yeah. on them for social media, that's, that's super meaningful. So if you guys keep doing that, uh, keep supporting them, keep supporting us. And in return, they'll keep supporting us with sponsorship. So um, go check them out. Elucateco.com. Also, thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. Um, check out printdirtcheap.com if you need uh, stickers or printed goods. Um, they're going to be doing that $50 gift card giveaway. Um, go check them out if you need to order something for your business, your band, your podcast at printdirtcheap.com and use code SOFAKINGPODCAST to save some money. Also, thank you to Jimmy D's Tees. Uh, they do our t-shirts on our website, a couple of our t-shirts, the Retro and the Arrow. Um, and so you can check out our shirts that they make at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. And also check out jimmydstees.com for some of the stuff that they make. And they also make custom stuff. So if you need something like that, um, you can go contact him and uh, he can make stuff for you. He does a great job, super timely, super cost effective. All the quality has been great. I have nothing bad to say about Jimmy. Um, he does a great job. Um, he loves dick takes. Does love that. Um, I think that's, is that my part? That's my yeah, part. I think it's your part. That's everything. You done? Yeah. You done with that album. I'm done with that. I'm album. recording yeah. the album. Um, just a skull member of the month this month. Uh, we've been celebrating, uh, Lauren Robinson, the, I don't know where is she from now. The East coast. Now still. it's North Carolina, I think. Or yeah, something. Still East yeah. coast. East, the far East coast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we somewhere uh, cold. It looks yeah. fucking cold when she posted. I uh, just saw a picture she posted. Uh, she had uh, something over the OG uh, Sofa King zip ups hoodie and had a beanie on and said she's always repping uh, her entire Sof wardrobe. She yeah, celebrates I mean, our entire much, collection. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So. Her only competitor I mean, might be Brett. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so maybe um, Antoinette. Antoinette. Yeah, there's a, there's a few out there that, that yeah. really. Oh, really Patty has a shit ton up. of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, you start yeah. thinking about it. So um, we need a fanboy. We got a lot of fan girls. We need a fanboy. Yeah, fanboy. Josh <laughs> Burton. You just can't take pictures of him. Oh right. The the flash bounces off the bald spot on his head. Break the camera. Yeah, just true. Doesn't doesn't work. He can same. drive. He can drive through those uh, camera lights. It doesn't even fuck him up. Yeah, yeah he, doesn't just, get, he doesn't get caught. <laughs> There's such a yeah. glare. It, it blinds out his his uh, <laughs> license plate. No, Lauren, I I miss it. She used to leave me uh, sexy voicemails, but apparently mm. she's got uh, an injury to her vocal cords. Oh, yeah, I, that I, happens. I won't go into obvious reasons. That happens yeah. when somebody uses their dick and yeah. your tonsils for a punching bag. Right. Yeah. So. You know, it was bound to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But lesson learned, they'll be tougher. You come back stronger. Yeah, you, you do. Voice a little yeah. deeper. And yeah. uh, I can't wait for the next voice recording you send me. Yeah. Might sound like a man. Yeah. But, you know, it's there. It's okay. good. I'm fine. Pull Eddie Murphy so, on it. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, we appreciate your support. And um, yeah, Brent will send you some stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't have. For sure. I don't know. I don't take care of oh, that. that. Banana so. phone's on the way. Finally got Banana it. phone. Yeah. yeah. Banana phone is here. Uh, Amazon's taking a little, shipping's taking a little longer. Yeah. Um, so whoever won five that. days out instead of two or more. So, yeah. I can't remember who won it, but I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, figure it out. It was out. something in the queues. Uh, I remember 
but it's uh, noted. I have it yeah. written down. Yeah. So yeah. So you'll be getting your banana phone, uh, Bluetooth phone. I actually want it. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet. cool. It's actually, pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little so, too expensive for me to have as a novelty thing that I wouldn't. I'd carry that motherfucker around in my pocket. In your pocket. Yeah. Is that a banana in your pocket? You yeah. happy to see me? Be like, no, it's my phone. You're like either bitch. Yeah. yeah, I pull I pull it out and there's they say like wait what's still in your pocket yeah. I'd be like yeah exactly and then I take my call yeah I mean you could be fucking your wife with it and then all of a sudden the phone rings and you answer it you know? true so you know I don't know does it vibrate I don't know it's kind of weird anyway <laughs> Brent said he's gonna try it out hmm. um, what else uh, if you're on Reddit go to r four slash self king podcast uh, join the conversation there there's a lot of a lot of posts on there a lot of Elu Techo posts uh, a lot of information. Uh, Somebody posted something on there I didn't get. Like it was I don't I don't know if you saw it, Dave, but there was a post on there recently and I was like, I don't understand anything about this post. What was but, it? But uh I don't know, just something on our Reddit. I don't know. If you go on there, you'll you'll probably find it. It's I think it's the latest post on there. Like but, it's supposed uh, to be an inside joke. I don't, I don't know. I, I just didn't get it. So they're maybe, so inside yeah. Sofa King joke. I, we don't I don't even know if it's a Sofa right, King yeah. joke, but I just didn't <laughs> I just didn't understand it. I was like, but that's Reddit for you, that's Twitter, right. that's everything else. So um, there's a lot of old references to old episodes and shit. That's yeah. And those are hard ones. Like, uh, uh, Desiree, I can't think of her name. You sent her a painting at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, hops Henson. back on Desiree the, Henson. there you go. Yeah. She asked what episode the other day, um, you got all tongue tied and had a stroke when you tried to say world war two or whatever. That's like, been a while ago. I remember I'm, it. I remember doing it. Yeah. I was uh, like, I have no fucking but, idea. I yeah. said, ask Gesa. That's some shit. She probably has like, Gesa has it on a spreadsheet somewhere. Yeah. She fucking knows. Right. She'll give you the timestamp. Yeah. So anyway, go to Reddit, uh, join in there. Um, uh, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are at Sof King Podcast. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Raise with Wolves. You have Sof King Brit and Sof King Dave. I'll show I'll show check out sure, sure. Hey, underscore hot sauce. This is the episode where Brad Yeah, this is that World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> it was more he- Helen Keller. World like, War. Yeah, it was Wawa. World War. It was the Aaron Burr with yes. peanut butter in my mouth. Right. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, go to egg tech underscore hot sauce. Also check out Jimmy D's teas, check out Podbelly, uh, Sofa King podcast, our unofficial where Tyler Mott places his, uh, Sofa King comic art of every episode. Uh, very impressed. We've talked about that in the past. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Uh, go to, uh, patreon.com black slash Sofa King podcast and, uh, donate a dollar or more, uh, to get bonus episodes, uh, every week. Um, Four extra episodes a month, and we've been trying like yep. this week. We're doing or more. Actual, I mean, you never know content. what we're gonna do. Yeah, you never know what we're gonna do. Um, so yeah, we do some content episodes. We do some bullshit episodes, um, but you can only get those if you're a patron uh, at the dollar level, even. So we appreciate you. <laughs> it's a dollar. You yeah, know what I mean, so we appreciate you. So it's twelve dollars a year. Um, it's not much for the extra content. Uh, just to say thank you. Um, and if you're a fuckface peasant, the least you can do is share. The content and uh, the status alone that comes with it. Just just your peers not talking shit on you anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can walk into a room and hold your head high. Yeah. For once. Yeah. Yeah. For once. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much it. Go to the Self King Podcast playlist on Spotify at Self King Podcast 2020 playlist. Uh, You could search that up. Uh, There's also the 2019 and I think just the Self King Podcast. Um, that's from all the earlier episodes. Uh, so there's a lot of music on there. Uh, if you're interested, if not, don't pretty easy. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty easy. Um, that's pretty much it. Don't be a retard.
ciência Party with Gemini to wasabi, so women are getting naughty by nature up in the lobby. I'm tipping and tipping if these niggas keep on fucking tripping. I might just catch a body. I'm about to get it sold up. And as soon as I load up, the pressure bring your lungs to make you wanna throw up and blow up the shit. And me and Jeremy smoking on to make you wanna go up. Put your baby Yoda. Smoke down, no doubt. Gotta get the money, man. Those who oppose. You're stuck, I'm gonna get the grain. We high steppers, you a half step, and we drop a kiss, wreck it right in a high second. I'll leave you bitch so breath is like. You ain't get money, dog. I call our bullshit. I'm just a ghetto boy. Rest in peace, Bushwick. We keep the kushlet. Yo, bitch, it's hooded. Y'all niggas cabbages rapping on push bricks. Pop out with sticks. He just got his whole hood hit. They find his course in the park under woodchips. Some after them billies, don't fuck me in hood rich. Yeah, I go kamikaze. Niggas carving copy. Black Sabbath like I'm on the song with Ozzy. I'm alone to Dolly. Niggas know what Bobby. Chop a cook a beat. You niggas want a body. Trying to top the copies. I don't rat on niggas. I am not Takashi. Bitches act the snobby. She gets sprayed with Ozzy. That's Martini Rossi. Murder everything. And they ain't seen a body. Smoked out, smoked out. Gotta get the money, man. Those who oppose. You're stuck, I'm gonna get the grain. We high steppers, you a half step, and we drop a diss, wreck it right in a high second. I'll leave you bitch so breath is like salt and pepper say. Push it, push it. Smoked out, smoked out, smoked out, smoked out. Gotta get the money, man. Gotta get the money, man. Those who oppose. You're stuck, I'm gonna get the grain. We high steppers, you a half step, and we drop a diss, wreck it right in a high second. 